0: Patricia O'Hagan has almost 20 years of experience in corrections technology. She became managing director at Core Systems in 2005 and then CEO in 2013. Under her leadership, the company has undergone a period of development and growth with continued success. Patricia is a renowned international speaker on corrections technology and has received several awards for her business and entrepreneurial achievements. She was honoured with an MBE in the 2013 New Year Honours List for her services to the Northern Ireland economy. Patricia was also awarded the Outstanding Woman in Tech in the year 2022. Core Systems is a specialised enterprise exclusively focused on developing next-generation justice and corrections technology. It has a vast global footprint by delivering effective solutions for prisons in the UK, Europe. North America and Australia. Core Systems Software Core Pathway, helps improve many people's lives in the justice system and helps correctional services meet the requirements of a digitally transformed world. The company has been recognized as one of the fastest growing technology companies in Ireland, winning the Deloitte Technology Fast 50 Awards in 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008 and 2013. As of April 2023, Core Systems is now part of Multi-Health Systems, Inc. Ms. O'Hagan, thank you for joining us. Let's start by what drew you to the field of technology serving the prison and probation sector.
1: I ended up working in the corrections technology space by chance. When we were a very young company, we, we did work wherever we could find it and a friend of ours um, had a contract with the local prison service that he couldn't fulfill. So we got the opportunity to help them with a very small piece of work around image processing. And from there, we got to know them and an opportunity came up to bid on a contract to solve a problem around identification um, of prisoners. And um, we were able to implement digital technology, using image processing and touchscreens. And it was very successful. The project went very well. Mm -hmm. With our interaction, with being in the prison, meeting staff, working with them, we just got hooked. We felt it was such worthwhile work and interesting in comparison to some of the other jobs that we had. So um, we just got drawn more into it. We were presented with great challenges from our local prison service and we continued to bid on work and be successful. That was our start.
0: Great, thank you. So you found in this sector an area of interest that you could contribute to. What do you identify as core key objectives in the sector? What areas present the greatest opportunities for improving results?
1: Well, our, our key objectives, really, our mission is to help people in the justice system have better outcomes and better experiences. We can feel we can do that many levels. Initially, we were committed to helping the prisoners themselves and their outcomes, which we do. So our key aim is to reduce reoffending, But also we started to learn that it's very important to support staff as well, because the whole system is like a community and you can't focus on one part of it and and get the best outcome. So uh, we then understood that we had to apply the technology to help staff in their job as well. And also we found that we create improved relationships through using technology to improve communication with people. I think there's So many opportunities, particularly now as we've come through the pandemic and people are more aware of technology and how it can change things for the better. So, for example, in probation, there's a great opportunity to change the way the service is delivered. We saw examples of people using technology to do remote supervision. When the offices closed down, and that provided a way that the service could continue to provide support and supervision services to people remotely. There's great opportunity in the service in general, thinking about reducing reoffending. We, we gather so much data, the digital data is accessible in a way that it wasn't on paper based systems. And we can use that data to see what works and, and focus more on those areas within the service to get better results. It can also help people because technology can provide an individualized service much more easily than conventional methods. So for example, if someone has specific needs, we can address those through the technology. So we transition from a service that is one size fits all to one that is focused on people, people centric, addressing the specific needs of each individual. There's so many things like the application of AI, just thinking about the, the cost of the service, of services that are delivered by you know, professionals, individuals, and it's so difficult to get those people in contact with the service users. So AI is advancing so that we can now have things like expert bots to help people on careers advice or support them with mental health issues such as depression. And these are all available, you know, in wider society. And and we have the opportunity to apply those in context of corrections to provide these services in a a viable, economically viable way.
0: That's great. Thank you. We'll get later on on which one of these opportunities is is core uh, focusing on. But with the implementation of technology in this sector specifically come, come challenges that are Particular to the to the area. Um, what is in your view essential for projects to succeed in in the prison and probation settings? What challenges is our systems usually faced with when implementing technology?
1: Well I think the the biggest issue implementing technology really it is a change process that you're implementing into an organization. And um, as humans, you know we're we're frightened of change. We will resist it. So it's a similar challenge to introducing change in most environments. In order to do that successfully, I think there's a number of key issues that we have to address. The first one being that the purpose of the change has to be aligned with the needs of the business and clearly visible to everyone. So everyone understands why are we doing this? What outcome do we hope to achieve? So for example, during the pandemic, we had two very strong examples of that. In the prison sector, people were isolated and they couldn't connect with their families in the outside world. So the introduction of technology helped solve that problem. Therefore, everybody got behind it and made it work. The same in probation, using technology to maintain supervision meetings. When the offices were closed, everyone could see why that needed to happen. So I think that that's the first thing There has to be alignment. And then commitment. I believe that the the senior leadership team has to be on board and and, and see why this needs to happen and be fully behind it and support it. And support it by applying resources, by uh, making their key people available to get involved in the project. giving people authority to make decisions along the way, you know, when challenges arise so they have the authority to resolve and overcome the barriers to the project moving forward. And I think another key area is engagement, bringing everyone along with the change. You know, the, the people on the ground that are going to be impacted in using the technology need to be involved in the process. Of the design and the implementation of the of the solution so that they can input their specific needs and their knowledge of how things work and and without getting that into the project it's likely that it it won't actually work for the people who need to use it so they they provide great insights that need to be captured in the process i think things go wrong when these things don't happen so, for example, we, we would have experienced when there wasn't enough staff engagement, that staff were maybe suspicious of the change and then they, they don't get involved, they don't contribute and they may actually, you know, uh, do things that don't enable the project to go forward. So they, they don't do things that they're expected to do or they don't make it easy. For those things to happen whereas if they can see the benefits for them in their role they will definitely get on board and and be helpful make a good contribution so that, that that's a key one on a practical level like for example in a prison context where you have maybe a high security risk there are a lot of security processes that have to be taken into consideration and even. They can slow the project down. If you don't have the experience to understand that these processes are necessary and have to happen on a day-to-day basis, you could find that a project that you expected to happen in six months could take 18 months. So it's, it's important to build that into the planning process. Simple things like having staff available to escort people around the prison or a security incident happens that everything's locked down and everybody just stays where they are and they can't get on with the work that they planned. All these nuances of the the things that are part of the nature of doing the business have to be factored in into the project plan. You have to have a collaborative approach, and, and that's why the commitment is important from the onset. I, I think our role is that because we have implemented previous projects in different contexts. We, we have a lot of experience and expertise to bring to the table, which we are happy to share and we, we like to share because it, it helps build a successful outcome. Different agencies can have um, different approaches and different cultures, therefore it can vary quite a lot. It It works well where in situations where people are used to more collaborative working, mm-hmm. but when the working practice is siloed, mm-hmm. that, that can be more complex because we have to get good communication methods in place to keep everybody aboard and keep things moving. Mm-hmm. I think from the onset, you know, actually from the planning stage, and that a lot of communication with the agency is required and it shouldn't be seen as bring in an expert supplier to do this change for you and deliver it for you you won't get what you expect whereas if you're part of the conversation and you get involved you, you have control of the direction and the outcome that you get
0: thank you very much for that that was the insightful of the the process um can you speak to the impact of core system solutions on offenders and the communities they return to?
1: We we sort of see the impact in ways that you may not expect. So, for example, if you walk around a prison that has been uh, built as a digital prison, or or one that has been transformed into a digital prison, the the atmosphere can be different than it was previously. So. We find that generally the emotions are different in a digital prison. People tend to be a little calmer. There's less uh, negative emotions going around. And we see that in the, the drop in uh, the amount of violence. So there are less incidents of violence you know, between prisoners and also between prisoners on staff. We see it in the stress levels of staff. So there would be maybe reduced sickness amongst staff, you know, less people going off on planned leave. And we find in practice that staff will want to maybe transfer to the, the prisons that have the digital solutions because it's uh, a more welcoming environment to work in and less stressful. So that that's what it's, you know, how it can transform a prison in the community, like we, we see families, the difference it makes to families, you know, both while people are still in custody post-release, because they've been able to stay in contact, those family bonds are maintained. And because the individual is supported, and then they're ready, better ready for release. They're going back into a family unit where the relationships are deep and supportive. And if without that contact, the outcomes can be very different for somebody going back into the community. who don't have like a strong support network and people behind them that want to succeed. And then on a level, if we think about the opportunities digital presents for the individual, the ability to uh, build digital skills, to access education, to access self-help materials, Helping people build the resilience and also helping them connect into the community to take advantage of um, uh, information about accommodation, about healthcare, all the services that they're going to need when they go back into the community. It means when they're released, they, they have a stronger position to start from. Um, they're closer to becoming um, a contributing member of that community that they go back to. So I would say there's many positive impacts. I would also say we've much more research to do in this area to actually validate our observations, to create an evidence base of the, the specific impacts of digital on people going through the justice systems.